confidence is a mindset. It's, it's mm-hmm. not your body. It's really about mm-hmm. how you are as a person and being confident. It's a, it's a character trait. Welcome back to the show today, everyone. Hope you're all having a great week so far. In today's episode, we delve into an issue that we've been hearing about a lot from women, and that is around body image. And this is not a new topic. It's one that's been around for a long time. Certainly marketing and advertising, the industry of um, a lot of images that young women and and women who are adults see are are having an impact on what we all think about ourselves. And then on top of that, social media seems to have really added to that layer of how do we view ourselves? What is the ideal body type? And a study that uh, has been done by DoSomething.org shows that 91% of women are unhappy with their bodies and they resort then to dieting. And unfortunately, just 5% of women, they naturally possess the body type that's being portrayed by American media. So it's kind of crazy to think that we're all striving so desperately to achieve this ideal body type that only... 5% of people naturally possess. And that leads to having body image issues, which are actually closely linked to self-esteem. And in young adults um, and adolescents, there is an alarming increase in eating disorders. We had Dr. Lisa DeMora on our show recently, so please go back and feel free to listen to that episode where she talks about the rise of eating disorders and issues um, related to social media for young girls. But it's not just young girls, it's adult women as well who are grappling with these problems. So on today's show, we have Katie Lee. She is a multi-talented plus-size model and content creator. Uh, The reason I really wanted to talk with Katie is because she is on a mission to use her social media platform, her following, to really raise awareness about the messaging young girls are receiving, that women are receiving, and try to shift that to showing women, no matter what their size, they should have self-confidence. I think she's got a lot of really interesting uh, points to make. uh, And so I'm excited for you to hear this episode in my conversation with her. So we will jump right into it. Here we go. Well, Katie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. So excited to be here. Well, I'm really excited to talk to you because I think you are doing some amazing work um, in terms of helping educate uh, people in social media and and just in general about some of the the pitfalls of, of what what goes on in the modeling industry, but also what what women are dealing with as it relates to social media. So can we start first though, before we jump into that? You um, are a model. How did you get into that? How did you get started in the modeling world? Honestly, I, you know, people have always told me, you have a pretty face, but I've always been bigger. Um, And Mm -hmm. being half Asian, you know, Asian people are known to be quite small. Like we don't, Mm -hmm. they don't talk about bigger Mm -hmm. Asian girls, which they're out there. Um, But I was always kind of a little bit more curvier. So I just, I've always been, oh, you got a pretty face. You could model, but like never was a thing because I was always, 
chunkier. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, And I just never thought it could really ever happen to me. And I just happened to be buying a couch from a girl off of Craigslist. And -hmm. that's how it happened. And she helped me. She literally was like, you should model. um, And here's how to do it. And I just followed it. Was she... Was she a model herself or did she yeah, work so in the she industry? Was moving. So that's why she was selling her couch was yeah. that she was moving to um, New York. And mm-hmm. uh, I was like, why are you selling your couch? Because I was a publicist, actually. I was working at BT Networks. I was doing PR and that's all I was doing. I didn't think anything of it. And I just asked her. And then she was like, yeah, I'm a plus size model. I was like, plus size model? Do you make money off of that? And she's like, yeah, I do. And I was a struggling student a struggling student. So mm-hmm. um, I was like, okay, like, tell me how to do it. And she literally told me how to do that's it. Awesome. I love that. Okay. So, so I love that. First of all, there's, that's such a great story also because you, here's a woman that, that in a, di- it not, not to look at you saying, oh, you would be my competition. So I'm not going to help you with that. Right. She was, she's always been like that. She will help you. She's always positive. Her name is Danica. She has her own um, business and she's always spilling the tea on everything and really helping because there's really room for everybody. She didn't look like me anyway. So it wouldn't, it wouldn't be a competitive situation. And Nobody looks just like you, honestly, and there's room for everybody. Um, But yeah, she was really nice to even share that because people wouldn't even do that, honestly, especially in the industry. They will not give you a lending hand. It's very rare. Yeah. And so so let's talk a little bit about the industry now. So um, we hear a lot about how women are really pressured to look a certain way, to be a certain size. Does that exist also in plus size modeling that you have to be a certain size? It does. So there are different types of modeling. There's editorial, which is what you see in magazines and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And then there's econ modeling, which is what you see when you shop on, let's say Nordstrom's Nike or whatever, and you're kind of shopping the clothes. Mm -hmm. Um, Typically for econ, you have to be a size 14. That is the favorable size Mm -hmm. for them. Um, Height, doesn't always really matter, like because I'm technically shorter. If you want to go into the supermodel where I'm not six foot tall, I'm like five eight. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. um you do kind of have to do that. And I remember I started, I had lost a lot of weight because I was in this PR uh job and not on purpose. It just we were so busy I would forget mm. to eat. And I was about my smallest I've ever been, a size I would say a size eight, ten. And I had to wear actually um padding to make myself look larger. Oh, interesting. That was back then. And it seems to change in the industry. Um, Like right now, I think that being smaller is a little bit favorable. So like maybe Mm -hmm. an eight or 10, like they don't really want you to, like if you go to New York, a lot of the girls on their curve board are size eights. That's considered. Are you kidding me? Yes. That is considered curve and eight maybe a six, anything like with hips or whatever, that is considered curve. And so that's kind of one of my issues that I have. It's because it's like they're they're telling girls to kind of yo-yo their weight. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. that's not healthy, you know? Yeah. And um yeah, I just I just can't believe that a size six eight is considered a curve, even a 14, because the average size in America is a size 14. So yeah. how is that even, you know, considered a plus situation? But when you go online and you see that they're using what we call straight size models and they're a size small, medium and large, when you see or they're actually a size small, but straight size means that 
they are fitting for people who are buying small, medium, mm-hmm. large. Mm-hmm. But when you see that they're a size two and under, I believe they're small. So if mm-hmm. you take me, I'm plus, and you put my picture next to her picture, well, of course I look extremely bigger than her because she's mm-hmm. six thick. Mm-hmm. Um, in reality, I'm the average size mm-hmm. in America. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's kind of, mm-hmm. it's weird, but it's it's definitely hard. I know I haven't gotten, I have had great agents where they haven't told me too many horrible things like to change about my body. I think if anything, New York is pretty harsh. Um, mm-hmm. New York, one of my New York agents said, can you go to Pilates and just stretch yourself so you can be taller? And I was like, are you an idiot? Like, that's impossible. <laughs> I am who I am. I don't think I can make myself taller. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I've had, you know, colleagues of mine that are in the modeling industry and they've been told to get lipo, nose jobs, uh, Botox, mm-hmm. stop eating, like all of these things. I've just mm-hmm. been lucky and thank God because I am sensitive and I'm a mm-hmm. cancer and I would probably like mm-hmm. be so upset if somebody had told me anything like that. But I, mm-hmm. I've been lucky. Yeah. So, Body confidence is a very important conversation right now. We, as you mentioned, the average size of women in the U.S. is size 14, but that is not, if you are a woman in the U.S., that is not what you see portrayed. That's not what you see portrayed on television. That's not what you see portrayed on billboards. It's not what you see portrayed on tele, on, you know, in magazines, every, anywhere. So, so we grow up or we exist, even if we're grown ups, right? Thinking that we always think we're too big and we're not, we don't have that confidence. Can right. you talk a little bit about what are some of the challenges that you've had to overcome as it relates to building your own body confidence? Right. I think, you know, even my mom and my grandma before that it's there's always been a thing about being skinny right like that is a thing in my family we're actually all bigger women so it's always the dieting and like how to do that you know and i think that mm-hmm. a lot of people can relate to that and i don't think i'm the only one that's gone through that and mm-hmm. um i think it's great that now now there's an open conversation but it's still really relatively hard to keep up. I mean, we have the Kardashians and we can say, Hey, you know, thank you for bringing curvy in, but it's a little bit to the extreme of it's not realistic. And Mm -hmm. I know a lot of younger girls look up to Kylie and they think like that body is amazing, but it's not realistic. And Mm -hmm. for myself, um, growing up, I've always was taller. I always was a little bit bigger, um, than my, my peers and it did get to me, but I just think for me, I just said like, I'm not going to, live like this, like thinking, like, I think I was in college and I was just like, or like my senior year in high school. And I just was like, I'm going to try. And what's the worst thing that can happen? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Try to be confident, try to be more outgoing. Cause I was relatively shy growing up because I just was so insecure about a lot of things about my body, you mm-hmm. know, being in a swimsuit with my friends and doing, you know, anything like I wasn't going to get any guys to like me because I was bigger. And so mm-hmm. I just think my senior year, I just was like, you know, I'm not going to know these people next year. I'm going to go to college. And what do I care what they think? And I just was like, I ran for vice president. I just like was, and seeing at our rallies. And then when I went to college, it just was a little bit nerve wracking, but I just kept pushing the boundary. Mm-hmm. And I think that's when I overcame that and understood how to like confidence is a mindset. It's mm-hmm. it's not your body. It's really about mm-hmm. how you are as a person and being confident. It's a, it's a character trait. Mm-hmm. And I would really see, and I just remember the people that I were attracted to, they weren't necessarily like 
as in friends and just peers in, in general, they weren't necessarily like the most attractive person or anything. They literally just would walk in the room and you just want to hang out with them because they were positive. They were sure about themselves and they just carried themselves in, in a really you know great light. And I just saw that. And I was like, you know, what? I'm going to try what they're doing and see if that works for me. Yeah. Well, and I think that that's, I think that's part of the problem though. It's so difficult for, for women, for girls now too, to overcome the uh, scrutiny that they get on social media. I really uh, can't imagine it because growing up, I didn't have Instagram. Mm-hmm. I mean, Instagram came, yeah. um, maybe this is telling my age, but I'm like in college. So yeah. like, and yep. it was more so Facebook than Instagram. Instagram is yeah. really just a new thing of like, what, five years, seven years. Right. Um, and I talked to my fiance about this, like, dang, worrying when we have kids, how is this, you know, what are we going to do? And, yeah. uh, and I can't really imagine. And I think the best thing, though, is to try to teach your children and teach your sisters, whoever's going like just about confidence, body confidence confidence, individuality, um, and being their most authentic self. I think that's really, I mean, I, I would assume that like, that was what I would do is try to push that out, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Into my -hmm. peers, into the people I love, um, because they're, I I know how how I am and I'm Mm -hmm. looking at this stuff and how I feel sometimes. And I can only imagine somebody who's, you know, in their teen years growing up, because that's really where you're discovering who you are and what your Mm -hmm. morals are what you want to be. And yes. you're, it's like room. Of, it's crazy how those four, maybe six years. Cause you, if you want to count middle school or whatnot, it's like true discovery. Mm-hmm. Who you're going to be as a person. Yeah. Well, and, and this is something that uh, we've been talking a lot, even on this podcast, we've talked a lot about the effects that social media has had on adolescent girls in particular, mm-hmm. we had on um, a best-selling author, psychologist, Dr. Lisa Demore, and she talked about the fact that we've had this huge increase in cases of girls, adolescent girls, um, having issues, having eating disorders, mm-hmm. and they are linking it back to social media because you spend so much of your time and your your social capital like that you're following you have taught you've used that to help spread messages of self-confidence to young girls and women can you talk a little bit about what a like what have you heard from because you do spend time talking about this on social media what are you hearing from young girls and from women um, about your messages do you, and what you've seen on social media well, what's interesting is, is actually my demo is not so young as in teens. I have like early 20s. Into mm-hmm. I have a little bit of an older group and mm-hmm. the messages that I get from them of like, I, I still get them daily. Like, you know, you bring, you help me with my confidence. You know, there's, a, there's still people that are, I don't think it matters what age almost. I think mm-hmm. we're, as women, we're all traumatized by yeah. these society standards and, you know, I am confident, but I'm, I am a person. I do have my days too, where I'm like, Oh, I just don't feel good about myself. I don't feel pretty today, you know? And, um, but I know that some of my followers kind of share my page with their, you know, their kind of younger, you know, mm-hmm. family members, whether it's their daughters or sisters or their nieces. Mm-hmm. or nephews. And I feel like, you know, that's why I feel like social media is such 
it's a blessing and a curse at the same time. You know what I mean? If we didn't have it, we wouldn't be making these stands of saying we need more body positivity, more equality, more people mm-hmm. of color on um, on our campaigns and stuff. And so, um, but yet it has its negative part where, you know, there's some influencers out there that are living a fake lifestyle to impress whoever they're trying to impress. And these younger girls are looking at that and saying, oh my God, I need that. And it's yeah. so funny because... Um, I, uh, I have my two cousins, they have daughters and they're in high school and they came to, um, my house. I have, I get a bunch of gifted clothes and I just give it to them. It's like Mm -hmm. the best day they've ever, you know, but Mm -hmm. the way they talk, I was like, so surprised the way they talk because everything is very sensitive. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I I need to have this because I'm going to be cool. Like, I want your Steve Madden shoes that you have. Can I have, like, I need to have those. I'm like, Mm -hmm. guys, it doesn't matter. Like, but for that, you know, I've been so, I'm older now, so I don't know what the high school trends are per se, but like, I'm noticing when I'm having these conversations with them is that like having certain things is very, very like, Mm -hmm. they have to have it. And Mm -hmm. if you don't have those things, you're not cool. And I just, that's, yeah. It's it's a big problem, um, and I'm like concerned for my kids, honestly. Because yeah. I yeah. thought I my life I thought high school was brutal for me, but I didn't even have social media. So yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Well, and so as someone who you know you're a model, you've built a social following, you're a content creator. How do you deal with negative comments and attention that you get from people on the platform? I ignore it. Mm. I block it and I ignore it. Mm-hmm. I delete mm-hmm. the comment. Um, I just ignore it. That's the best mm-hmm. thing you can do mm-hmm. is ignore it. Yeah. Um, I've gotten so many fat comments or, mm-hmm. you know, uh, throwing up emojis. I think I got one yesterday, actually. Really? Yeah. I get those all the time. You need to work out, throwing up emoji. Why would you do that? Like very, a, a lot of opinions, mm-hmm. but I knew that taking this job, I knew mm-hmm. that when you kind of decide you're going to become an influencer, Mm -hmm. you're you're deciding you're going to grow a a huge following, you're taking on that. It's a job. And that's Mm -hmm. one thing that's part of the job is, is that you, nobody, not, you're not going to please everybody. You're not going to, you know, like nobody, not everybody loves Beyonce, believe it or not. I love her to death, but there are no people who don't love her. Yeah, And that's kind of the analogy is it's like, you just really can't care. You just got to keep going. If it's your journey and your destiny, yep. you have to keep going and you just be you. And that's yeah. in everything in life. You, you, nobody, even in your own workspace, nobody's, not everybody's going to love you, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's, I think that's the thing that's so hard though for, because we, uh, women, we seek to, you know, women, girls, we seek to, um, you know, connect with others and we want to connect with other people. It's right. so hard to ignore negativity when others are kind of pushing it, pushing it at yeah. you. But you, you can't stop them. You yeah. know what I mean? That's yes. the thing. But Instagram has these, I haven't used it, but I just was thinking about it when we were talking, you can block certain keywords out of people even commenting. Those oh, things. interesting. You can block people, but I mean, you're always going to have haters. Like yeah. that's what they're called. They're haters and bullies and cyber bullies. Yep. And you're always going to have to do it. And I think that if, I think you have to really know yourself mm-hmm. too, as an individual, mm-hmm. if you know that you may maybe can't handle those comments or do those, you know, 
that you're crossing a line. Maybe you shouldn't be so on social media so much. Yes. At the individual, you have to know your boundaries and what you can take and what you cannot take. Yeah. Um, and I think that's also a lot of our creators and our models and our celebrities actually being realistic about their lifestyle. Mm-hmm. It's modeling is not glamorous. And I've told many people this, we have glamorous times, but it's yeah. not the seven hour glamour. It's actually a lot of hard work. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of mental, you know, you always have to be on all, I can never have a bad day or the client won't book me again. Right. Um, so it's mm-hmm. like, it's not as glamorous as, as what's not, it's just not what it seems. So what are some of the ways that women can start working on having more confidence in their bodies? So I just did actually did a content piece about this. And I think um, one of the things is, uh, you know, you kind of have to be the, your most authentic self and not care what other people think. That is like yeah. the yeah. number one thing. Yeah. Surround yourself with people that are rooting for you. Um, mm-hmm. and only thinking positive things about you and love you mm-hmm. for who you are. Don't mm-hmm. surround yourself with friends or people who are just saying, oh, you need to lose a couple of pounds or you need to look like mm-hmm. this or mm-hmm. you need to do that. Um, I think those are like one of the two really important things um, to kind of surround yourself with. And also I think like wearing clothes that make you feel happy, you know, being in, a, or it doesn't have to be clothes, whatever makes you happy and makes you feel confident, whether that's putting on a little lipstick or not being natural, do things that make you healthy, happy, that help with your self-care. Yeah. Um, and I think those are kind of like the good stepping stones. Yeah. Well, and I love what you said before about ignoring, because I think, uh, you know, ignoring the negativity, because I, I, I do think this is one of those things, as you stated, there are, there are people who are just haters. They are on social media. They love to rain on your parade, no matter what kind of parade it is, right? they are going to rain on it. That's just kind of who they are and what they do. And it's more about how they feel about themselves than, than you in particular. Right. So I love when you said before that you just have to ignore that. I think the addition to that and because th- I have two teenage daughters that I like to remind them. And, you know, when, when things come up on with regard to social media, um, I try to always remind them that it isn't it's it's rarely about you. It's generally about how that person My mom has always said that to me. Mm-hmm. When somebody's making a negative comment or a backhanded mm-hmm. compliment or saying a sideways comment, any type of negative comment, it's mm-hmm. because that's how they feel about themselves. Right. And not how they feel about you. And they're trying yes. to justify how they feel yes. and put up to you. And that's a hundred percent accurate in a lot of ways, you know, yes. but I think it's not just social media that you'll have haters. And I think everyday life, yeah. you don't have to be a social media star or be on social media to have a hater. You could have it at your workplace, exactly. at school, you mm-hmm. could have it anywhere. So it's like, I think this is more so almost in a sense, a common life skill to, mm-hmm. to, to know how to, to ignore it because you can really apply it in different yes. ways, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I love that advice. So you are also an entrepreneur and you have an upcoming fashion collection that focuses on inclusive sizes um, and staple pieces. Can you talk about why you feel that clothing inclusivity is important? Growing up, I think there was a little trauma for me because 
Uh, it was the low ride jeans that really mm. messed me up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. I used to have to shop at the Missy's department to get jeans. Oh. And I was like in middle school. So that like mm -hmm. the, the word Missy's in middle school is like trauma. You know what I mean? Oh. <laughs> and I think like, you know, I always want to be at limited two and stuff, you know, and anyway, so that's kind of like where it started. And um, I think as I grow older, I've always had to find tricks of how to find clothes and be fashionable. Mm -hmm. And um, I think it hasn't been just maybe these past five years, brands are just starting to add in these, you know, extended sizing. So it's really important to me because I think if I had this growing up, I think it, I would feel a little bit different about myself. Yeah. I would move a little bit different. Um, I think, you know, clothing is a, is a sense of expression. Mm -hmm. And when you're limited mm -hmm. on your expression, then it's kind of like, it's a little bit tears you down a little bit. And that kind yeah. of affects your self-worth and what you feel about yourself and affects your confidence. It's like, a you know, what we've been talking about through like full 360 mm -hmm. little things about, you know, that you can do to yourself, whether that's cutting your hair, their clothing or coloring your hair to express yourself is what's going to help you make you feel confident because you feel good about yourself. Yeah. So it was really important to me. Um, I'm, I'm collaborating with Amazon um, mm. to do this little capsule collection. Um, and I'm hoping for a lot more um, moving forward. But um, it was really important to me to kind of like start with the basics too, because mm -hmm. For the life of me, I can't even find a good shirt, <laughs> like mm -hmm. a good white shirt. Mixing with fast fashion and being plus size, it's like not, it's just not there. Yeah. And so um, it's an honor to work with Amazon because, um, you know, I've, I've gotten my samples already and the, the quality seems it's pretty up. It's pretty good. So I'm awesome. pretty excited about it. And um, I'm excited to kind of push out these, um, these staple pieces so that people mm -hmm. can have these pieces for a long time and kind of mix and match and I can help them show them how to do that. So I'm pretty excited about it. I love, so I love that you explained um, the reason that this is important to you, because I think, I think we don't think about it that much, right? We tend to, as, and especially as you get older, you have a certain relationship with clothing. And a lot of times it's a traumatizing relationship, as you said, like you can't find stuff. So you, uh, you don't use it as a way to express yourself. And you, as you, as you said, this is one of the ways you can express yourself. Oh, I love that. So Katie, if people want to follow you so that they can find out maybe when the line is coming out, yeah. so they can jump on it, what is the best way for them to do that? Instagram, of course. Um, mm -hmm. You can follow me at Katie Lee. I spell it with a C, C A T I E L I. Uh -huh. um, and I'm on TikTok too, at officially Katie Lee. So you guys can follow me on those two platforms. Yeah. Well, Katie, thank you so much for what you're doing to help educate uh, women and girls, uh, young women, about uh, the 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 different options that exist and different perspectives about how to view themselves and their bodies uh, and and form hopefully a healthier um perspective on that um thank you we thank you no, for thanks spending for having time me. With us it's today. always fun to talk and spread the word so thank you we appreciate it thank you for listening to she speaks how she does it we hope that this episode inspired you in your own experience and path towards success be sure to like and subscribe to follow our series of conversations. We'd love to hear what you thought of this episode. So join the conversation at She Speaks Up on Facebook, 
Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. You can also join She Speaks at SheSpeaks.com. Thanks for listening and look forward to our next conversation. Thank you for listening. If you're an influencer or a brand that wants to work with us, please feel free to email us at info at Until next time.